Spooky, Scary, Skeptical contains explicit content and topics that some listeners may find distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone! I'm Emily. I'm Libby. And I'm Ken. And this is... Spooky, Scary, Skeptical. What you don't know is today's episode is brought to you by both of us. Mm. I didn't. I thought it was just Emmy. No, nope. like abort, it's... abort. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's from the two of us. Yes, but before we do any of that, I have many a topic we need to discuss. Number one, Are I you fell... falling down the stairs. I fell down the stairs today. First topic. How'd you know? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm being punked. Like no. I have had the weirdest shit happen to me over the last few days like uh, over the last actually i would say like last two weeks i have had like just really bizarre stuff like i'm not gonna get into it but some of it's been very strange and i fell down the stairs like i fell down you mean i pushed you down the stairs and now i'm holding you at gunpoint making you say (laughs) right right i i can say that ken was not home when this happened so i'm literally like going down the stairs part of it's my own fault I had thrown all the bedding downstairs to wash. And so I was like stepping over it and kind of like slid on it and it became like a whole thing. And so like a slip and slide. It really did. Uh, in slow motion, it was really painful. And I fell and I landed on my leg, my foot, and <laughs> bonked my head on the wall. So I have a goose egg on my head. My but that doesn't even hurt. It's my freaking leg and foot. I'm not convinced. I'm walking on it. So I'm assuming it's not broken. But it hurts like a bitch. Could be sprained. No, yeah, but sprained. Be. I, I've had sprains. I have like, too. I've had like sprained ankles and stuff yeah. throughout my life. I've been on crutches for them. So like I know how painful they are and how painful they can be. So I was like, I feel like it's not that because I, I usually would sob and I did not sob during this incident. But it's <laughs> <laughs> I did not. You know We're- sobbing? Not even a little? Yeah, I was in fucking pain. Yeah, I know. But I didn't cry. No, no, you didn't. The phone survived. <laughs> the, I, yeah, so I dropped my phone, too, in the midst of all this, and it look, came out looking better than me. It does have a screen protector on it, which is fairly new. I always have to buy a screen protector, like, once every three months. because She, I you single-handedly keep the phone screen business alive. Yes, correct, yes. Most I, people buy it with screen protector. And it's, it's a, good for it's, the two years they have their phone. Yeah. Yes. You are like, oh. Time for a new one. I mean... I understand why, though, because I've seen you walk around your own home, you know, the one you live in, <laughs> and you just run into walls. You look like a kindergarten. People are going to think I have, like, like, a fucking brain tumor. Okay, that's not... No, they're going to think I abuse you, is what they're going <laughs> to <No>. think. <laughs> okay, I don't have a brain tumor. Ken's not abusing me. Like you said, though, I do run into things, like, all over my house. And But yeah. you described it pretty fucking well the other day when you were discussing it. You were telling me, you were like, I think the reason you run into things is because your brain just goes, we gotta go. And you just immediately stand up and just take off full speed, regardless of what's in front of you or anything. I do, man. I run into things all the time and I have uh, the screen protector on my watch too. And I've had, I have to replace that just as often because I'm always like smacking my wrist against walls and shit. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Good thing you I swear to God, strength. this all sounds like a red flag. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> if I had super strength, there would just be cutouts of you throughout the walls of the house. <laughs> There would be like Kool-Aid man cutouts, yes, exactly. So yes, but it was it was an interesting little RDL. I was home alone, so I didn't I couldn't do anything because it was the middle of the day, you know. But I did text you and you were like, should I take you to prompt care? And I was like, nah. It's good. And this isn't even the first time this has happened. You've taken me to I've prompt taken care. You because I was in the house. Yes. I working tripped, remotely. Tripped and I felt, the the ha- I felt the house shake. <laughs> I was like, you put your head on the door and the house shook. I don't care how you're feeling. I'm taking you to prompt care. Yeah, so I hit the top of my head going up the stairs. Because we have like a split level. So like I was going up the first half of the stairs. Smack my head on the door. That little, then- that little... Yeah, except no it justice. shook the house, evidently. But what was great is that I was carrying Dunkin' drinks upstairs and did not spill the Dunkin' drinks. Did bang the shit out of myself, but the Dunkin' drinks were okay, so. Wow. That girl has to sort out her priorities. No, I think my priorities are sorted. <laughs> my just head, Dunkin'. <laughs> yes, so that was my entertaining day, but I did not go to prompt care. I'm okay. Like, I, I, it's just bruised. I think I'm just... 
And you're okay. Shit. I think you should not sit like that, though, because your leg is going to get very stiff. Honey, my legs hurt no matter which position I'm in. But at least get the blood flowing through them. It, Are you still heating it? No, my heating pad is dead. It's cool. It's room temperature. But yes, um, and then also, I was talking to Emily, and I know we discussed this in a previous episode. It might have been on Patreon. And by might have been on Patreon, I think it definitely Actually, I don't know. I was going to say definitely was. But either way, we were discussing Ouija boards. Ugh, and Emily no. is still... Re- you were discussing Ouija boards. Correct. And Emily is still very against Ouija boards. To which I say, listeners, can you guys get Emily to play with a Ouija board? Like, I need her to do this with me. It'll never happen, just so you know. Ever. You, you say that. Listen. But I think if we had listeners like begging you to be like... Do the Ouija board. Do the Ouija board. Do the Ouija board. You'd probably fucking do it. No. No. Ken, tell her to do a Ouija board. It's not real. Just do it. It is real. It is not real. Have you seen the movie? Ouija board? You lost me at movie. (laughs) The right. No. The fictional movie? About Catholicism. There are only a handful of people that I would say yes to that to. And who are those handful of people? Yeah, who are those handful of people? Probably Ina Garden and Travis Kelsey. Ina Garden, Travis Kelsey, please, 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 please. If they were like, you need to, I need Emily. To okay, do I would board. maybe say yes. No, 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 no it's already recorded, it. baby. It's already fucking Here's recorded. Here's the thing: I have to think of my line of succession. What if I curse everybody? What if it's not just me? I curse my children, my children's you children. You fucking won't. I told you. We will do a Ouija board in neutral zones. We're not going to do it in our homes. We're going to do it somewhere that's already haunted. They like don't care about cemetery. the house. They care about my soul, which they're going to try and take you from me. don't. Yeah. No. You do not. I won't even, like, let you I keep the I Ouija board. I'll take the Ouija board home. You shouldn't have to worry about that. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew where you were going with that. That's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, you cannot keep the Ouija board here. I am your dog sitter. No. Okay, then I'll put it somewhere. I'll put it at my parents' house. They'll be fine. They won't even know. Which parent? I'm not telling. I sleep at your father's house, and I refuse. <sighs> no. You will never see this Ouija board again. I promise. Just play with it In once. In my nightmares. Oh, you've never even tried it. So the backstory here is that Emily made me throw out a Ouija board. I've had one since I was like 13, 14, and it was like glow in the dark. So fucking cool. It was purple. And Emily saw it in my house. Like, And you were like, you have to fucking get rid of this. Oh my God, I'm going to die and be cursed and shit. She made me throw my Ouija board away. Like a fucking psycho. I've only played with it like once. It was so cool probably the reason you lived the last two times you times you fell did you remember to close it when you played with it that one time that's not funny at all it's a little funny (laughs) (laughs) well either way that's all i want i want you to play the ouija board so nope next topic all right next topic is ouija board no (laughs) surprise (laughs) no i actually do have a topic and it's not about you guys this is Libby's Reading Corner. Guys, I just read the fucking craziest book, and I have to tell the pod about it. And Ken and Emily are both rolling their eyes. They already had to listen to this. I don't care. Listen, I read this book, and it this is all spoilers. So if you're going to read this book, listen to the title, and then skip, skip, skip. I'll give you, like, 60 seconds. Whoa, that's a lot of time. Okay, 30 <laughs> seconds, but you guys have to li- read this book. It's called That Weekend, and it's like a YA thriller, and it was so... Spoiler? That's a genre. That spoils it. Okay. Knowing it's a thriller, like I'm taking my thirty seconds. It does not take thirty. They have five seconds. One. No, I'm so stressed. Three. Where's their phone? Up their butt. (laughs) Reach in your back pocket and turn your phone up. Four. Wait, what? Five. For them to pause the show. Oh! I told them to skip ahead. I thought you were giving me five seconds to explain myself. And I was like, this is not enough time. I thought you said 60, you were going to give them 60 That's seconds to skip. No, like skip ahead 60 seconds if oh, you don't want to hear about it. I thought that too. Right? Oh my God. I was like, oh, was oh, like they did not So now they've skipped ahead 60 seconds and they're still going to hear about what I'm going to talk about. Listen, this book is fucking wild. And I was on like the edge of my seat. I read it and like, I read half the book in like a night. 
And then the other half I read the next day, I literally could not put it down. I just need, I kept thinking about it. I was like, what's going to happen next? I was not necessarily 100% satisfied with the ending, but it was only because I disagreed with what the girl did, not because it was a bad ending. It was just like, I personally wouldn't have done this. But basically, gist of the story, this girl wakes up on the side of a mountain and is like, huh, I don't remember the last 36 hours and her friends are missing and she's trying to basically like solve the problem of where what happened in the last the last 36 hours and then six months passes and they're still missing and basically she's trying to solve where they went and like kind of ends up solving like what happens it's fucking wild but it's twist and turn after twist and turn and it's kind of fucked up and I kind of liked it like there was a little fucked up part but you have to be like very like understanding it is YA so that's a thing, which is young adult for those who don't know. Was that the one with all the incest you were getting off on? Oh my God. <laughs> he so does these things. Here I am. Now no one's going to believe me that you don't abuse me. Um, <laughs> no, that's not what it's about. Although, well, it's kind of. There was an incestual moment. I told you. Oh yeah, you. there was. It's incest and cannibalism. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> these are my coworkers. <laughs> No, it was it was a really wild read. So if you're in for it, and it was such a fast read too. So if you're like, I just need to get a book, read a book and read, read through it. And it really kind of got me out of a reading slump. Not because like I wasn't reading, but just I was like, I had read a, like three nonfiction books in a row. And I read Dexter, like the second book, but I was like, it just wasn't hitting right. I love Dexter. It was very, you know, I love the series and whatnot. But I was just like, I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. But I rolled the dice. The universe gave me that book and the universe was right. Which brings us to... By the way, to... for the incest-cannibalism combo, you want to stuff them with the rags first. Oh my that god. That way, the rags absorb all the juices and really... I regret telling that story. Marinates oh god. the body for the cannibalism follow-up. Marinates. That's, that's icky. <laughs> thanks, but no Thank thanks. for that. That was longer than 60 seconds, so I know. I'm cutting. Probably, Probably your fucking comment. Probably Ken's comments. I'm just kidding. You don't have to cut anything. I won't. So yeah, welcome back, everyone. If you've made it this far, you have come to a safe place. So neat. Isn't that safe? Name. Yes. Oh. So as I said, Universe brought that book to me at the right time, which really transitions us well into today's episode, an episode that I spent about 10% of the time on, and then Emily's doing the other 90% of this episode. No. I just happened to read a book. Junk. That was like similar to synchronicities and i was like i really just want to talk about the book i was reading but so i just added some notes so i could be like yeah i'm totally gonna be a part of this but yeah i have been so excited for this episode specifically like I, we have talked how many times have we talked about synchronicities and you know what we could probably do another synchronicity episode like it's yeah there was so a much fucking fun there's so much out there it's wild but what so i know you guys are going to talk about confirmation bias and it may get mentioned yes really mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm going to oh you, cool you can i read, didn't yeah you can read parts of mine too so that that way it's 50 50 no no i'm gonna read mine and you read yours what about the the beta minoff phenomenon can you can do your own episode if you want also you should definitely chime in like if you know things yeah but don't do your own we read. Don't, well. You don't want me chiming in. If it aligns with the direction we're going. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's what but is the beta? If you want the to The beta Meinhof is when you learn something new and you start recognizing it a lot more. Mm. Okay. 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 So I yeah. think I kind of allude to that, but I didn't know it's called that. Right, that's interesting. Ken, since you are a skeptic and do not believe in synchronicities yet, because you haven't listened to the episode, you can do your own episode to Wart our love for it. Ooh, that could I will. Be okay. Like, let's see how it goes. You don't want that because it'll just be a stats class. <sighs> Hold on, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't okay. want it. I want you to do what you enjoy most. And if that is trying to debunk us, knowing full well we're never going to believe you, you do that little thing. <laughs> so, let's... Be by believe me, you mean believe in math and science. You specifically. <laughs> also, I saw a really funny meme. What was that? That Ew. was her ankle. Yeah, my foot is so fucked. Anyway. <gasps> it does that regularly. Yeah, but it really hurts right now. Like someone was snapping a fucking chip or a pretzel. Yeah, like a glow stick, man. My whole Ew. body. It was firmer than a glow stick. Yeah. Oh. Like like a like pretzel that sound, rod? Like a twig? Yeah, yeah, like a twig. That was like, if that was a glow stick, I would expect it to be in two pieces. Oh. Yeah, that was How important one. are joints, just out of curiosity? Because I may not have one anymore. 
based on the description that Look I'm getting. Look at you, nice cane. wagon. I was walking around today, and I was like, I literally feel like I need a cane, like a like Dr. House. I told We've you. We've been watching it, House. Rewatching House. I can hook you up with my dad. Thanks. Anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> what I was going to say was that... I don't fucking remember what I was going to say. Okay, well, either way, I'm so excited for this episode, so we're going to dive right in. Woo. I'm going to give you just a little bit of backstory on my bit, and then... Emily's going to do some bits, and then I'm going to do some bits, so we're going to kind of go back and forth. But all of my information, I read this book, and it's called Signs, and it's by, it's called The Secret Language of the Universe by Laura Lynn Jackson, and she is like a psychic medium in Long Island. I knew Long Island. Long Island. Ken is literally dying right now. Oh my god. Ken, this book was crazy. What is that college degree called? What? Do you, what? <laughs> oh god. I think, I think he's mocking <laughs> us. Mocking us or the lady? Oh. Both. Kind of both. Yeah. Okay, so this girl is a psychic medium in Long Island. And is it the she, Long Island medium? I don't think so. Does she have white hair? Is it like. Does she have, like, a blowout? The Long Island medium? No. <laughs> no. It's not her? Okay. First name, the. The. Middle, middle name, long. long. Last name. No, no. She is not the Island long, medium. She is not the Long Island medium, but she is a medium in Long Island. And she, uh, I, a lot of it, like, I would say I'm, like, 50-50 on the information she gives. Because I do hear Ken's little skeptic voice sitting on my shoulder, but I also have my little voice sitting there going, but... And I will say, the book was interesting. It did get... A, I'm giving you a book review now. It did get a little redundant. It was like... Every chapter was a story of someone else's experience, like, with the other side and the universe. And I was kind of like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Just, like, get to the point. But there were some interesting stories, of course. But the idea of synchronicities is really what I was looking for. So it wasn't initially what I thought it was when I started reading it, but that's okay. So I did pull some of the synchronicities and her explanation for them and whatnot out of there as well. One of the things, though, I have to say, a synchronicity that happened to me while I was reading the book, I was reading it when I got my wisdom tooth pulled out. And I had like a really negative reaction to the lidocaine and I had really bad chest issues and whatnot. And I was reading the book and it was about a kid who fucking went under for a tooth removal and died due to his heart giving out. And I was like, I read that chapter as I'm going through the wisdom tooth thing. I was like, that's fucking weird. Synchronicities.com. It's weird, Ken. Okay. You can say whatever you want. You can totally interject in these stories. That's right. Okay. So we're going to talk about it. I just had to share that little story and my little review about the book, but it was still a really interesting book, especially if you're very into synchronicities and like spiritualism and stuff, totally read it. If nothing else, it's an inspiring book. Like there were times where I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe that happened to that or whatever. Like, I just, it was touching. It was very touching. So we're going to talk about what synchronicities are. So synchronicity, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. No. Sorry, synchronicities is a meaningful coincidence. All the things that happen to us without asking for them or expecting them. So what are synchronicities? Where do they come from and why do they happen? Synchronicities show an innate and active connection with the world around us. It's very spiritual. I know, Ken's totally skeptical. Ken, you can totally interject. You literally just defined it as a coincidence. That's a huge... A meaningful coincidence. Okay. A meaningful coincidence. They reflect our connection with the world around us. So there's a lot of debate about synchronicities and the meaning of coincidences over the years. And Emily is going to tell us about them. All right. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Carl Jung. Do you know who he is? Anyone? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Do you? Yeah. Carl Jung. He's like a famous dude, like a famous scientist. Famous dude. Anything? <laughs> I'm going to cheat. Say famous, famous dude. Too. Okay. He's like a famous scientist. I've never heard of him. You're on to something. So Carl Jung coined the term synchronicities in the 1920s. And he is pictured here. Interesting fella. Carl. Carl was in my story the other day. Too. Oh my God. Carl Jung? No. No, Carl. Carl. Remember, it was, Carl. remember it was Count Carl? Oh, Count Carl Van yeah. Carl Carl. Yeah. The weird Count Carl Van, Van Carl. Make a poopy pants, Carl. Odd guy. Go join our Patreon to know what we're talking about. So his theory focuses on the interplay between conscious and unconscious mind. 
So have you heard of Freud and Erickson? I Freud, assume yes, so. Yeah. Okay, okay. Jung believed that the human psyche was made of many separate interacting systems. And those were ego, feelings of identity, conscious mind, thoughts, and memories. Personal conscience, which is temporary forgotten information and repressed memories. And then collective unconscious, which is shared inherited unconscious knowledge and experiences across generations expressed through universal symbols. So again, that kind of feeds into what could make people see synchronicity, you know? So I found this website and it was the... Jungian? The Jungian Life. Jungian? (laughs) Well, his last name's Jung. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the Jungian theory. So the Jungian Life, and it did a really good job of like explaining it. There was a video that I watched too, and it kind of like broke down how to be aware of synchronicities and implement his theories into life. It was really good. So the link is below. I'll just read into things too too deeply. We're going to get there, Ken. No skipping ahead. Yeah, so it's really interesting, too, because like I feel like a lot of the synchronicities that we both researched, like I got a very specific vibe from the book. Obviously, she's a psych- psychic medium, so her synchronicities and her interpretation of like what happens in life comes from a like, different place than some scientists. But I do did also learn about some scientists. So some scientists, like Dr. Kirby Surprise, who is a psychologist. Surprise? That is his last name. That is awesome. I know. Dr. Surprise! I also don't, wouldn't like it if he was like a guy now. Like, I feel like that wouldn't be super fun. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> in the room. They're yes. twins. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So he's actually a psychologist, so we're safe. He concluded that what we call a synchronistic event have no meaning behind them other than the meaning that we give them. So I My knew, God. I knew you would like Dr. Kirby's I like Dr. Surprise. However, other scientists, researchers, and philosophers disagree. And I will say there was a huge crossover with, you know, scientists, researchers, synchronicities, and philosophy. And I think Carl Jung was kind of more that way, too. It's like applying his lifestyle, his thoughts to your life. It was interesting. That's all. It's semi-scientific, but also philosophical. But so some of them disagree with Dr. Kirby's surprise. Dr. Bernard D. Bateman a professor of psychiatry at the University of Virginia, has sought to establish a new transdisciplinary study of coincidence sciences that examines the truth behind synchronicities. Other scientists, like Albert Einstein, cited the connection between matter and energy by saying, mass and energy are both but different manifestations of the same thing, a somewhat unfamiliar conception of the average mind. So it's a massive jumble of charged particles that stretches all the way from the Earth's interior to the largest depths of space. So he's basically saying we're all interconnected. Is that what he's saying? Well, yes, because he's saying mass and energy are are both, but different. Okay. Okay. I I don't see the connection how that means we're all connected. Well, we're all made of the same matter and energies. No, it's So there's connections there. But we're all made of like the same shit. Yeah, but it's how we design that shit is different, you know. But it's unique independent matter though. We're all connected. We're all part of the same universe. Yeah, but I I don't see the connection between what he's saying there and that quote. That it's a, that we're all a massive char- jumble of charged particles that stretches all the way from the Earth's interior to the farthest depths of space. I don't understand how that means they're inherently connected. Because we are. <laughs> Did you ever watch the, it was a show that was like a one series show. And I think it was literally called like Albert or Einstein. It was one or the other. Like it was either his first name or his last name. And it was really good. It was about Albert Einstein's life. So good. Interesting. Anyway. Energies and matter are all connected. We're connected. So some scientific studies have shown how many animals use the Earth's magnetic fields to orient themselves and navigate themselves to the world. So who's to say that we don't do the same? Who's to say? So I read this super interesting book. Again, maybe I'll cite it, I guess, because I love it. And I I read it last year, so I don't remember all the specific details, but I I know some of the gist. And one of them was like about, it was such an interesting book. It was um, The Human Cosmos, and it was kind of like human history throughout the ages and like our development as an evolution as a species, but also how it relates to the universe around us. So, uh, and she proposed the same thing where 
who's to say we're not also having a reaction to magnetic forces or whatnot to what the universe is providing. So one of the things was, and this is where I'm going to totally botch maybe what the animal was. I feel like it was a clam from the East Coast. And they brought it to study and they put it in Chicago at the Chicago, at the University of Chicago. You told me about this. Yes, it was wild. And what happened was the clam or clams or whatever they were, they were put in a windowless room and all this and this, and they basically adapted to where the sun was setting and when the sun was coming up so that they were on a perfect schedule with the sun, even though they had no access to the sun or water, they they were just in a tank in the darkness. And so it proved that like clams have some way being able to detect and determine where they are on the earth. And it's similar with sharks. We've talked about that on the pod before where sharks follow certain paths on the earth based on the earth's movement and similar things as well with dogs do that evidently as well as not this one she sleeps 24 (laughs) 7 yes when they're awake um but then also it like proposed as well with humans like how weird is it that females happen to have go through a cycle um or people who were born female typically go through a cycle um, a monthly cycle that is very very similar to the moon not necessarily in line with the moon always like it's not like i'm like full moon to full moon here i am period but it's very interesting that we have these certain connections. And you're going to say, hey, maybe that's just a coincidence. But it's also very strange. Yeah, so all those examples was like science-based. None of that's a spiritual connection. It's all there's So a- I guess I'm extending it to spiritual connection, which is that we are obviously all interconnected. There are parts of our bodies that we will never, we can't, we're not identifying. Like, we don't necessarily realize, like, why does certain people's circadian rhythm, why do most people's circadian rhythms still stick to a 24-hour 24, 24 schedule, I should say? Because that's how everyone operates, it's what they grow, grow up with. I don't know. I think that there's something spiritual to be said about our connection to the universe and the world around us, I guess. Okay. Okay. You just disprove that with all the clams and everything. There's a scientific electromagnetic reason for that. I guess what I'm saying is there is a connection between matter and energy and how we relate to the world as beings, as beings that are part of the universe and our energies. Okay. I, I, I know you're disagreeing, but that's my explanation. Okay. All okay. Right. So what's more, and we're going to go back to some of these connections that we have with the earth and our universe around us. What's more, all living beings generate electromagnetic energy, a form of energy that emits from objects through electrical and magnetic waves. Animals can sense others' electromagnetic fields, or EMFs. Butterflies, for example, send out ultraviolet signals, while birds have built-in compasses that are guided by the Earth's magnetic field. Hunters have long complained about the sixth sense employed by deer, because the deer are extremely attuned to EMFs. So those are some explanations. And who's to say that if... They're able to detect the universe in certain ways. We can't either using synchronicities. I feel like we should have a chime every time we say synchronicity. It's about to switch over, Ken. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? All you're describing is science. I'm not getting like the spiritual connection. (laughs) Just wait for my section. (laughs) Well, I'm saying like, who's to say that it's a coincidence or a confirmation bias? When it could be like a sixth sense, we literally have never, we just don't detect, like we don't realize. Some people are more attuned to that sixth sense than others. Okay, I think it depends on the context. Okay. Right. You being able to sense something behind you is completely different than, I was reading a book that mentioned something, so obviously my energies went back in time to make the author write the book, market it to myself to make sure I picked it up and read it at the same time as reading the movie, are completely different. But you don't think that maybe my energy in like a sixth sense may have like driven me to pick up that book or like I shook a dice and it you think it's just completely random. No chance that I just that the universe kind of maybe swayed that in some way. Correct. Okay. That's your belief. You're entitled to it. I knew you were going to pick this episode apart, so it's good. This is just good because you can hear what we think and we can hear what you think. Also, 
This is why this pod works. We all love each other very, very much and respect each other. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Hen, I'm going to have to cut it. They're going to think you beat me. No, we all love and respect each other's opinions. And it's super interesting to hear what everyone else thinks. Like, I think we're all on a different level, end of the spectrum. This stuff. All right, Emmy, continue. I'm on a whole different level. (laughs) Teach us more about synchronicities and how they fit into nature in the universe. Serendipity or synchronicity? (laughs) So if something is serendipitous, then it is something that accidentally happens. Whereas synchronicity tends to be a string of events that seems highly symbolic or meaningful in nature. So... Do you think that things are more synchronicities or serendipity? Serendipity. Okay. So, Ken, you subscribe to serendipity. Random, yes. Okay. So, there was another definition that I found, and I actually feel that this one makes more sense because of the wording. So, defining synchronicity that I found, I believe, better explains synchronicity because of the words that it used. I think I think it makes more sense. So, it's defined as a phenomena in which people interpret two separate and potentially seemingly unrelated experiences as being meaningfully intertwined via natural observation. I feel like that might be kind of the bridge between what you guys were saying, where it's kind of a natural observation and it might mean something to someone, which is why we pick up on it. So I believe that natural and meaningful are the key words. Um, And again, most experiences could be identified as noticeable or memorable. Not all could be meaningful. And then, so I think it's also important to think about synchronicity as kind of like a tiny pinprick of something much larger. And what we do with that information is up to us. So it could just be serendipitous, or it could mean something more, which would be more like a synchronicity. So like if I see, you know, two Tiffany blue cars, I'm going to be like, ooh, they're Tiffany blue, because it means something to me, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a synchronicity. Whereas someone else might just be like, that's weird, two blue cars, two Tiffany blue cars, you know? So you're saying it's, like, based on your own personal experience? Yeah. I think it's really good that we all have different opinions, and I think everybody will. And I'm going to speak to that because one of the sources that I found broke down what different groups of people believe synchronicity to be. And there is a skeptic category. Nice. I know. I tried tried to be inclusive. (laughs) So, okay. So I was going to tell the stories, just like some experiences. One of them is my close personal friend. And then one is of my mom and you were there. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell that one since you were there? And I'll tell my friends. You want me to go first? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she told this in the car the other day we were together. So I guess one day she was driving down the street. Sorry if I butcher this friend, but (laughs) she was driving down the street and she saw a cantaloupe sitting on the sidewalk, just sitting there. And she was like, that's weird. And I think she, like, turned back around. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you were there. And she, like, turned back to see if it was there. Or she drove back by, and it was... Oh, she drove back up by later, and it was still there, yeah. It was still there. Uh, it was just a cantaloupe in the middle of the sidewalk. And, and she, she was, was like, like... Are you telling me no one wanted to pick up a cantaloupe from the side of the street? Well, it's just, it's just strange. <laughs> so then... It was very weird. So then she was at the grocery store... Don't tell me there was a cantaloupe in the grocery store. Well, just store. just wait a second. There's just no way. <laughs> I walked into that one. So she's in an aisle where you would not usually. It was the find cereal aisle. She said a cantaloupe. The cereal aisle goes to pick up a box of cereal, and behind the box of cereal is a fucking cantaloupe. A fucking cantaloupe. How weird is that? Thing? Someone d- couldn't find their cantaloupe. <laughs> Looking all like, over the place I for their cantaloupe. Placing my yes. cantaloupe synchronicity (laughs) yeah so and i will say too one of the things that i read in this when you get signs like that and i think we're going to discuss signs for sure we have actually read in one of our listener tales one of our patrons submitted a bunch of synchronicities that they had experienced and it was so interesting go back and listen to the listener tales because we love that episode but we were discussing it and it kind of also depends on who you are and how you interpret those signs and what you're getting the sign from so that's part of it a b the book I read was discussing signs and like how you can ask the universe or someone for signs and look for it, right? And search for those signs. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself and Ken is very skeptical about it, but 
You can ask the universe or the other side for these signs or attract those signs. And what you need to look for when you think of those signs is how strange it is to see that sign. So if she had asked for to see a cantaloupe, how strange would it be to see what you're, whatever sign you're asking for? So like for hers, it's like if she's like, send me a cantaloupe and the universe was like, there's a fucking cantaloupe on that sidewalk. Right. That's weird. Seeing a cantaloupe in the grocery store in the cantaloupe section, not strange, not really probably a sign. You know what I mean? So it's like, how odd is it to see that sign? If I'm like, send me a hummingbird, is it strange because I saw a hummingbird in my own home? Or is it like probably more strange than seeing it at the hummingbird feeder? You know what I mean? So I thought you were going to say the hummingbird factory. I was like, where yeah, is she going? The birds that? work for the bourgeoisie. bourgeoisie. Yes. So that is part of it too. The other synchronicity that you had mentioned in here was the one with your mom and you, me and my mom. Yeah. And your mom. Moms and moms and us. And your mom and I were talking outside the store. I think you and my mom were somewhere else, maybe, or maybe you had just approached. I don't know how it came up, but we talked about Rhonda, the song. It was like, help me, Rhonda, help so I me know. get it out of my heart. So the reason for that, my mom saw a basket she wanted at the antique mall. And right. She, and it wasn't priced. And she was like, how much is this? I'm interested. And she's like, oh, we'd have to ask Rhonda. Right. And then I sang Help yeah. Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, you know that song? You know, we were just laughing about it. Whatever. We go inside and like not even fucking five minutes later, a song by the Beach Boys. No, it was on when we walked in, wasn't it? No. Oh, it came It came on. on <gasps> was Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys. That was probably the sign to buy that picture I wanted. Oh, my God. <laughs> she wanted to buy this creepy old photo of a woman who was not even smiling in this picture that, no, of a stranger. Like like that, what is that with the farmer and the pitchfork is what i'm American picturing yeah yes yeah. American Gothic. except no it was just a woman just a single woman and i'm like you don't know this woman why do you want her on your wall but whatever she, she I, looked badass either she way like she it had nothing done. to do with the picture the point was she broke a few eggs in her bag <laughs> the point was we had just walked in from outside singing that song five minutes later it comes on it's fucking strange like what a that's a synchronicity that's strange Ken's like, no, it's not. Okay. What well, is strange? Sure. It's just a coincidence. Okay. Doesn't mean anything. Can't wait for your section. Oh, are you are you done? Do you have more? This is your section. You just asked oh, me to oh. tell the story. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Okay. So, one website that I found had some really interesting insights on how different world views or groups see synchronicities. Oh, interesting. Here come those skeptics. They're in this <laughs> section. So the first one we'll talk about, though, is Hindus. And they believe synchronicity is a manifestation or fundamental connection of all living things. Yes. Which I like. I think that's, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can get behind that theory. Quantum, I almost said physicians. Quantum <laughs> physicists attribute synchronicity to the non-local mind, otherwise known as universal consciousness. And this is a metaphysical concept suggesting an underlying essence of all being and becoming in the universe. Boom. Kind of, I like that one, too. I think that's good. That's very similar to Hinduism. Just kind of said in different words. A connection to all living things mm -hmm. versus a universal consciousness. Yeah. Behavioral economists classify synchronicities as confirmation bias. <laughs> and skeptics... I underline both of these because I think that you'll you know, like them. You'll like this section. How synchronicities apophenia, mm -hmm. the practice of seeing connections and patterns in random or meaningless data. Do you? Okay. <laughs> I thought you might think Which that. is very similar to uh, confirmation. Confirmation. Bias. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't really think any of these are not true. Like, I think there's truth in that, too. You know, like, your your brain's going to connect the dots where it can. Like, I For get sure. that. Yeah, I think it depends, right? Like, as I think back, when I think the skeptical bit, think of that movie, Now You See Me. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, the movie? Now You See Me with the magicians? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I, I don't want to describe the whole scene if you don't know what I'm talking about. What's his name? With... Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it's Woody a Harrelson. fuck ton of people. Yeah. So that movie, very Franco, good movie. Franco, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, younger yeah, brother yeah. Franco? Yeah. Dave Franco. Which, great movie, by the way. I love that movie. I could watch it a thousand times. I love a heist movie. A really good heist movie. And that's one Have of them. Have you watched the heist Rick and Morty? No, I don't think so. Oh, we have to watch <gasps> okay. that episode. Wait, is that okay. the one 
Have I seen that one? Is that the one where he goes back in time? No, Rick and Morty is very anti-time travel. Time travel? Okay. I'm so sorry. Pause. Where are you going? Oh. Morty, the heist episode. I feel like I'm... There's something with a gun. Like, does he try to rebuild a gun or a ray? Uh, You're thinking oh. of the one where he makes multiple realities. With that's the, the one. Yeah, and he yeah, just keeps creating it. Yeah. yeah, I do know that one. But either way, so I love a heist movie is my point. But no, it makes me think, the skeptical side of synchronicities makes me think about how there's the scene where they are trying, they go to rob the bank in Paris. And they're oh, yeah. doing their show in they, Vegas. In right? Vegas, right. And they had to get the guy who got the seat, who got the seat that they pulled the ticket where his bank was the Paris bank. And they had to get him in that seat. And all the things that they had to tease the weeks before to get him to go to Paris because they explain their magic trick, right? So they're like flipping a Vegas coin and like throwing cards around that encourage him to want to go to Vegas. And that's kind of the skeptical side of synchronicity because he could be like, wow, I keep seeing shit about Vegas. I want to go. Whereas inten- they're intentionally putting that in his mm-hmm. path. So I think that's a little interesting. And that's how I view the skeptical side of it. But it's also odd that non-human entities or uni- like the universe is sending these signs rather than human entities like i think it can be a little bit of both like if i was like god i really hope the universe sends me a hummingbird and you bring me home a hummingbird it's like well thanks but it's that's the, not really the same you know what i mean it's the midi chlorians the midi chlorians the chlorians so that's how i view the skeptical side of it anyway excellent psychologists and particularly those following the Jungian theories it is a odd. strange word but it's, it's not very attractive no. needs more sex appeal yeah <laughs> Gotta keep the crowds going. They believe that synchronicity comes from unconscious mind and collaborative unconscious. In a study, (laughs) two-thirds of therapists surveyed agreed that synchronicity experiences could be useful for therapy, which Mm. I just thought was kind of interesting. I would imagine. I don't know how many. I don't know who they were, but they were the ones surveyed. So take, take that how you will. And then everyday spiritual folk believe synchronicity is a sign... From the higher self or soul. And I think that regardless of which of these is true, and maybe they all are, kind of like we were saying, they all kind of had have interesting points. It means something to the person experiencing it or is an anomaly, like something out of the ordinary that yeah. they kind of like draw from, you know, they draw their own conclusions from. So. And also, I feel like, with, do you think like synchronicities like helps people make decisions? Like if you're like, oh God, I don't know whether I should do this or not. I just need a sign. I think so if and they're it's attuned like, to them bada bing bada boom baby someone's just like let's just get the decision over with yeah you know i feel like that could be helpful have you ever had something ken something serendipitous help you make <laughs> a decision in your life or has it like guided your decision making not that i can think of. do you okay. ever okay. recognize your i'm gonna say it, serendipitous moments rather or synchronicity moments like could you ever sit there and go that's weird like i've seen all these today or something or do you feel like you've shut down any of it because you believe it's to be random mm-hmm. no but like the what is it bader mirhoff or whatever mm-hmm. like definitely realize when that's coming into play yeah. so what okay, did you so say it was because i the, think i have something in here oh, like okay, that sorry. Bader, no 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 bader mirhoff i might be pronouncing that terribly wrong but it's effectively the theory behind explaining why when you learn something new Mm -hmm. you start noticing a lot more or i think a common example is you buy a new car and then all of a sudden you start seeing that make model oh absolutely yeah when i owned a yellow volkswagen bug saw them all the fucking time yeah all the time not yellow but volkswagen bugs because when Right. Back to confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Before you owned one, it was just like any other car. So right. you didn't really visually. Well, slug bugs aren't, in my defense, those are very important cars because people slug bug on them. So I feel like you always see those. But yeah, I agree. And then you like, oh, I'm no- aware of that car. It means something to me. So now yes. I actually know it's not just a car on the road. It's, Absolutely. Oh, that's a- right. I completely oh, agree because my current car mm-hmm. I'd never seen before until I bought the car. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I see them all the time now. Yeah, so I, d- I get that to an extent. I do. Yeah. One real life example is ever since we started watching F one. F one is supremely popular outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. There are so many memes that are just like really in, like especially on Reddit because because it's more culturally diverse. Mm-hmm. There's just so yeah, many okay. like memes. <laughs> Didn't mean that as like a pompous. It's just. You're like, uh, I, you know, Reddit is, is just such diverse. a fun place, and this is really good. 
Way better than anywhere else you've ever been. The internet (laughs) is more diverse than walking outside. No, yeah, I know. I'm, (laughs) I'm totally teasing you. And there's just so many references that I just always read just as a comment. Mm-hmm. That now I'm like, oh, that's an F1 meme. Oh, okay. And it's like you start picking them up on Because you recognize it. Right. Okay. And it's like, oh, they're all over the place. Got but it. see, what Got you're it. describing to me doesn't feel like synchronicities. Like, that feels like something different. Because I do understand that but theory. Totally. But it's also... It's like, I've known what hummingbirds were my whole life. Right. You've known what praying mantises are your whole life. You see them all the fucking time. Like, right. that's weird. But see, but... Some they people, follow her bloodline, fun fact. Emily's bloodline, praying mantises. It's just my mom. And you, you, I had a praying mantis outside my house, and you were, I was like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh yeah, we see those. Or, or is like, it like fu- what you're saying, where you're noticing you're it? No- so, back to the car you example. You notice a praying mantis when it's around. It's a spooky little bug. So, back to the car example. Let's say <laughs> I'm trying to decide, should I buy this Ford Fusion? Whatever. It doesn't really matter what. Sure, a Ford Fusion. I, I need a sign. And then you're driving out and it's like, oh, there's a Ford Fusion. There's a Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. There's a Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh, that's a synchronicity. I yeah. That's why you by. don't do that. You do, should but I buy a Ford Fusion then... or a Ford Bronco? Whichever <laughs> one you see more of is your answer. Yeah. But or, you know, the Broncos win the Super Bowl. That's weird. Subconsciously, you're just going to notice what you really want to actually sure. buy. Exactly. Even though... But that's not necessarily a bad thing either. It's, no, it's not a bad decision. thing. It's... But it's not the universe moving cars around to... Tell yeah. you what to buy. And I think, so that definition that I read earlier, how it said meaningful. So it's whatever's meaningful to you. So if you want that car, that's the one you'll notice. If you're telling me, or if I'm, you know, we're talking about praying manises and you know my mom's stories, you know, you're going to assume that it applies to me, you know, so. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you in that. Like, I really genuinely believe that, like, people, once you've learned or seen something or you're part of something, it's like, oh, yeah, I see it all the time. Now everyone is doing it. But I will say, I think that certain things get put in our paths that are odd. So and we're actually going to discuss some signs and stuff. So you can totally debunk me once I get there. But All right. I, I, I hear both sides. I genuinely do. I just also think that the universe is working with us. We are all interconnected at causes certain things to happen. So. Do you want my other example before or after you go into those? Oh, go for it. All right. Have you ever seen a coin flip where it landed on the side of its head? What do you mean? Like on the, well, on the, on the, side, the side of the, on the side. coin? Yep. Have you ever seen that? No. Didn't it do that on Spongebob once or something? <laughs> so, so you would agree if you saw something like that, you'd say, that's weird. Yeah. That's a sign. Yeah. Okay. So if it, I asked for it. Well, just in okay. general. All right. And just in general, it'd be it'd weird. Be weird, yeah. The odds on that, one in 6,000. Oh, so, if someone flipped a coin every single day, you would expect, on average, once every 16 years, you would see that phenomenon. The guy needs to get a life. Right. Okay. And then there are 8 billion people in the world, right? So, yeah. Oh, my God. Million. Million. <laughs> so, if everyone in the world flipped a coin when they woke up, we would expect one and a third million people to see that point on the side of a tent. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yeah. So then people write their stories like, oh, my coin flipped. They write it in. No one writes a story. Hey, got another heads. Ah, got another tails. Right. So then you see a million stories come in of, oh, this crazy thing happened. And everyone's like, oh, that's so wild. Mm -hmm. But that only presents three options where the universe has... Yeah, but, but talk about, right? So... Maybe there's not three options, but there is an option that's extremely unlikely. And just think, everyone flips a coin every. They're flipping so multiple the coins every day. Everyone's going to the see likelihood this. that something extremely strange is going to happen to someone on the world is almost guaranteed, mm-hmm. if not guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I genuinely believe. Like I see both sides of it. I guess, but I guess my spiritual side goes to synchronicities like i feel like that's my way of connecting to the universe but i totally hear your logical side too i get that i mean i do you'll never convince me that mothman isn't real but you can convince <laughs> me a little bit about that, synchronicities about synchronicities and like sure. you know it being more serendipitous interesting 
Thank you, Ken. I hope you know yeah. this is a very participating episode. This is actually a really unique episode, yeah, I think, I because it. there is a lot of participation from the three of us. It's not like, or one of us talking, two of us listening. Everyone's like, no, Libby, you're the only one fucking talking no. this much. Shut the fuck up. No, we've all talked. I fell today, so I'm allowed to talk all I want. So what? I will take ice right We'll now. just hacksaw it. Just right there. That, would that do it? Are you fond of your yeah. kneecap, or we can go maybe below, maybe just like an angle, maybe so you can keep the knee, but we make sure we get right underneath Ooh. it. Yeah. Okay, Emily, I'm so sorry. We have gone off on a thousand tangents here. Don't apologize. This is Let's our go. episode. It is a spooky, scary, ruddy episode. Yeah, ruddy. That's, that's what we used to. Um, I used to work with kids. And if we ever had, but everyone had a buddy system, but if we ever had a group of three, like, because there was an odd number, they were treadies. <laughs> it is cute. Ken's like, shoot me now. No treadies. All right. So what creates synchronicity? Here are some theories. <laughs> Random chance. <laughs> is that in here? No, but that's a good theory. <laughs> Random chance. We can include it. So the first one I have is the unconscious mind. So we get warnings in our dreams, so why can't we get them in our waking life, too? Mm-hmm. Psychic abilities. Ken's like, you're so stupid. <laughs> We're going to skip to it. Psychic abilities. Man, see that banana peel on the ground over there? I sure hope I don't slip on that later. <laughs> Slips on banana peel. Oh, I'm psychic. <laughs> or a manifestation of psychic abilities. So, uh, I am a manifesting queen, so maybe I manifested myself falling by you thinking about it. Better do, put some very positive things in the universe. I'll hold my crystals. You have power. <gasps> I, I have a few things. So self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, I am like a manifesting queen, and you know it. <laughs> How many times in our lives have we have like something happened, and I'm like, wow, I really hope that happens, and it fucking happens. I do that shit for you yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm done manifesting stuff for you two. You two have been so sassy. <laughs> I. I, yes, you, yes, you, I, what have you done? What our listeners don't know is that I just muted all of their attitude because I wanted to explain, oh, I'm not manifesting shit to you two anymore. What did I do? I'm just saying. You're saying you're agreeing with him. No, I'm saying that. I'm I'm a manifesting queen. No more bonuses for you, sis. No, actually, I would like a bonus, please. No, no, what I'm saying is I look at you and then bonuses for blondes only. Then I look at Ken and I'm like, but it could be this. And it just, like, falls apart. And then I, you know, like... It's- but then you look back at me and it maybe rebuilds itself? Like a wild Jenga tower. So back to confirmation bias. How many times have you not been able to manifest something? I always do. Yeah, I still, <laughs> always do. Still waiting for my Tesla and my yacht. I didn't manifest that shit for you. Okay. So anyway, manifestation. I'm a manifesting queen. You guys have lost your privileges. Next. <laughs> rice. She's humble, too. So... Uh, another one, another theory, rather, mm-hmm. is a harmony of energy. So everything consists of tiny atoms, and synchronicity could just be a manifestation of global and environmental harmony, where the frequencies of the atoms move and vibrate in sync together in perfect equilibrium. So kind of what you were saying earlier. I guess that's what the theory I subscribe to. You said it earlier. What? How did you say it? You basically were talking about like matter and energy. And I, I thought of kind of this that. section. I feel like they pair well together. Oh. And then the last one is the law of attraction. Good and bad events are caused by thoughts and feelings and like attracts to like. I like those. Those are interesting theories. So whether you are a skeptic or not, Ken, you should lean into this a little bit. What harm can come from acknowledging the messages sent by the universe or thanking our atoms for aligning the positive occurrences in our life? That is what I fucking say, dude. I say that all the time. Like, what's the fucking harm? Like, what are you hurting by believing in it? What if I see signs telling me to put all my life savings on a stock? That's a poor life choice. <laughs> I just think all you can do in life is be the best person you can be for the sake of others. So true. And what's the harm in whatever that means for you? Like, if you need to attract good people, you know, you you need to be good, good so you get good people. You know, you need to good things, good things happen to you. I mean, what's the harm? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just positivity. Radiate positivity. So true. 
so true. We say as we cover these horrific murder cases on this podcast. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about how to identify synchronicities and like implement like positive practices in your life. All right, Ken, so that write you this can down. Start, get your notebook out. So oh, you I'm can, jotting it down. Mm. <laughs> so you can start seeing synchronicities or noticing them. Firstly, through God, all things are possible. So <laughs> jot that down. down. <laughs> so uh, first you're going to... If you can name the show I just quoted, take your hand, place it on your shoulder blade, and pat yourself on the back. You I guys did a great job. That's that. so weird. I was just patting myself on the back earlier today. You are such a goofball. Okay, go ahead. So the first thing you want to do is practice alertness. So this kind of made me think of when we were talking about dreams. Oh, I thought you were going to say this kind of made me think of Ken. (laughs) I'm not alert today. I walked through. Oh, God. So I walked through. I I just like into the building. Uh So we have like gates that you badge in they mm-hmm. open up and then they have another door so i badge into the gate then i go into the interior door open it up and there's a yellow oh no like banner place tape oh place tape oh. like so you can't walk through uh-huh. it i'm like are you kidding i have to walk all the way around so i turn around and <laughs> the sidewalk leading up to the door was also closed <laughs> and there's a, there's workers out there doing some construction or something <laughs> i just walked around it <laughs> <laughs> and walked into the door. <laughs> oh my so god! I was like, All right, well, I made it this far. <laughs> I fucking knew it, dude. I remember, like, how many times have you been like, "Oh my god, I passed Ken on the car on the on the road, and I waved, and he nothing, nothing." We'll be pulled up personal. next to you, leaving the same place in a different car, and we'll be like, "Woo!" and like waving us up, and you're like, "My eyes two. are down the road, ten and two, ten and two, straight ahead." You're I know. doing what you're supposed to. So pure. All I can picture is like they were laying new cement, and you just walking through this. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they were. I don't I have no idea what they were doing. I, do you think they watched you walk? Like they were like, oh, look at this one hundred percent. Look at this asshole. He owns the building. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Ken. Yeah, and it was like yeah, made it this far. Later. So what so you the, do? So you just ducked under the yellow tape and kept going. I didn't duck under. I went around. I kind of like moved the pole and went around it. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's hysterical. Later, everyone gathers in the coffee room, and they're like, how about that construction outside? We had to walk all the way down, and Ken's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's inconvenient. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, practicing alertness. <laughs> Excellent segue. Maybe that's why you don't believe in synchronicities, because you wouldn't notice I them miss if they them. were they're happening. I all flying yes. over my head, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, in our dreams episode, which you may remember, yes, we talked about we a dreams episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> we talked about being intentional during our waking time, so that it would like feed into our sleep time. Do you remember? Oh my that? god, I'm remembering the joke Ken made about that. <gasps> what was it? I don't and he's remember. like staying alert. He's like, I am awake and smacks himself. <laughs> that does sound like something Ken would do. I am awake. It was like, what if you're someone in the cube next to you? <laughs> but it, so it is yeah. kind of like that, though. So the example I wrote is you could be sitting there and you could say, I'm sitting at my desk working. It's 2 p.m. and my coffee is delicious. And so you could just do this like you're sitting there. You could be meditating or praying. And then you're just basically like tuned in to like what your body is doing or what your consciousness Your coffee's is getting cold. To be a novel, short and sweet. It's just acknowledging <laughs> the present moment. Yes. It's being mindful and intentional of our surroundings and actions, which will, in theory, allow the universe to send. And I will say, getting messages from the universe, which we're going to totally discuss some of the signs. The book I read by the psychic medium, her whole thing was that the signs come from the other side. So, like people who have passed, or like, you know, whatever, or if you've lost someone, or it's like an energy that sends you these signs because they all they do is love you. Like that's all there is. It's just pure love. So I, you know, take or leave whatever you need to out of that. But that was kind of her thing. So her messages are there because you ask for them. So you ask for a message from the other side, like mom, should I do this? Dad, should I do this? Like, you know, am I doing the right thing? And you get a sign from that person. Like they play their favorite, whatever. So sure, yeah. Sure. But you have to be aware of it, intentional, and like ready to. Receive. Yeah. Receptive. 
of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next thing is practicing humility. What's that supposed to mean? So <laughs> she just side-eyed me so hard. Bitch, I am not humble. No, you are you are humble. It's okay. Right. This it's okay. And this has like a broader meaning too. So it could be right. Please, please send me a sign. Please, may I please have a diet coke, please, and then, and then maybe, maybe you'll get a diet coke. Yes. So it's like, please send me a sign to buy a Tesla, and then you see two yellow school buses in a row or something, and you're like, ah, it's my sign. So it could be that, or it could- <laughs> hey. I think you just really want to buy a Tesla at that point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but basically, just like. Not setting yourself up to then hear or interpret what you what want, you to, want hear. to hear. Yes, right. is basically. Whereas, you know, it's not like, please let me see this or show me if I should receive this. It's just like, oh, I noticed that. I saw this because I was mm-hmm. open to it. A little well, humble. So if we are craving large or extravagant things from the universe, we may be disappointed. What's the different, like, what's the breaking point for large and extravagant? I think it's I like an know. open-ended thing, right? So you could be like, I really want, I could use some more money. Like, I really, I want more money. I would love more money. But, you know, maybe that's your thing. Right. But that doesn't mean, I would like to win $1.5 billion in the in the lottery. Instead, you just be like, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll take more money. Right. And you get $200. You find it, you know, or you find a $20 bill or, you know, whatever. Well, and I, okay, so to answer your question, Ken, I kind of think of it as like extravagance being, it's almost like you're making a um, contingency for the universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, show me this and I'll do this. Right. Where it should just be open-ended. Right. Show me the money. Which would be nice. I'm I'm open to receiving that. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not receive your messages or anything if you're not. Yeah. And, and just putting, like, a if this, then that mm-hmm. there. You know, like, it should just be, show me whatever. Okay. So convenient. <laughs> that way you can interpret broadly. That's the plan. It's whatever's <laughs> meaningful to can you. Please listen to number three. Well, yeah, number three. Be trusting. Again, <laughs> lean into the signs and follow your instincts. That was, that was really timely. How do cults work? <laughs> I knew someone was going to bring up a cult in this episode. I was typing this out and I was like... One of these bitches is going to say cult. No, 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 I, honestly, how do cults work? They ask you to be trusting, true. have faith. Yeah, but this is Don't ask for anything specific. But this isn't believing in a person that is harm harming someone. This is the universe. Like, okay, you're believing in yourself. What the fuck ever, you know? Mm-hmm. No? I Oh my god, we're all gonna become cult leaders after this episode. I see the parallels. I see what you're saying. Similar ideology. That's concerning. All of that being said, I have the last bit of this episode. Yes, you do. You can decide for yourself. I hope, firstly, that the listeners know that we all love and respect each other and are good with everyone else's thoughts and opinions. Totally. This episode is brought to you by National Friendship Day, which was yesterday. Cool. You know, like we on record day, not yesterday of of release day. Right. Do that math yourself. (laughs) Exhausted. Do that math. You have no idea when we recorded this, but (laughs) use your imagination. Yes. But seriously, we all love and respect each other. We're cool with it. We debate. We laugh. You know, we have a good time. So, I mean, hopefully you guys can see everyone's opinion one way or another, because that's what's most important is hearing each other and out. And the and right opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what's most important is acknowledging other people's opinions sure, sure. and um, hearing it out. So, sure. that being said, you can decide for yourself whether these synchronistic events are meaningful, random, or even signs. Some believe that those signs are from the other side, while others believe it's the universe and the laws of attraction. But signs that you can look out for and signs may include, but are not limited to, birds and butterflies, deer, electrical events, often with cell phones, coins appearing in our path, rainbows, pictures, slogans, billboards, magazines, license plates, street signs, music and songs, feathers, ladybugs, and numerical sequences. It is also not uncommon to come in contact with the same sign over and over again. Like I said, you can decide whether those events are meaningful, random, or even signs at all. Just know that they could be there. And all you can do 
is open yourself up. Like, just listen. Just take a moment and fucking listen to it. Like, Emily spelled it out for you. She told you exactly what you can do to practice alertness, to practice humility, and be trusting. It doesn't hurt anyone to try. So just try. Be nice. Be a good person. Yeah, if there's money in my path, I'm open to more. (laughs) Good to go. Yes. Ken, that is the end of the episode. Do you have anything you'd like to add Subtract, multiply, or divide. Bullshit! <laughs> Ken, your voice sounds so high. <laughs> Nothing. No. I, I'll go back to my coin flipping example. Okay. You have how many occurrences throughout a day, the day? Yeah. On this planet, individual people have how many occurrences every single day? There's going to be weird things that yeah. just happen from pure random chance. Okay. And that's okay. Be aware of that, too. Alrighty. All right. I love it. So uh, that being said, we hope you keep listening. We hope you have a great week. And remember to be a little spooky. A little bleeding. scary. Get off the stage. <laughs> and skeptical. Oh, my God. I was so ready for it. I was. I was like, this is his moment. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Peace. everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Our sources are linked in this episode's description. You can find us on Instagram at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. Email us at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast at gmail.com. TikTok at Spooky Scary Skeptical Pod. And you can follow us on Patreon at Spooky Scary Skeptical Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. It means so much to us. Love a spooky girl, a scary girl, and a skeptical guy.